0: Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode 55. It's April 11th. A little late tonight, 9.30-ish for the the show, but, you know, I'm up for it. How are you feeling, Mitch? I feel
0: good, man. I actually... Feel pretty well. I'm supposed to be on night work right now. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm off. So um, yeah, yeah just kind of land a rip.
1: Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's nice to have a little bit of consistency back with at least our our plan of consistency to uh, you know keep getting in a weekly show as best as we can. So, and that, that's our goal for sure. So this being 55, you know, if, if you've been listening, thanks. Um, if you want to catch any of the previous episodes, a little bit of new information, I guess. Um, we're now on Apple Podcasts, which is fantastic. Took us a little while to do that, but that's exciting. We know it's a super popular platform that people get there. Information they people you know people get their podcasts and all kinds of stuff from Apple so we're on Apple now which is great we're still on Spotify Podbean Google Podcasts anything that you stream podcasts from you can find us now the Hill Pursuit Podcast so please continue to check us out listen share if you're uh, if you're interested in our our website or reaching out to us. Um, all of our contact infos on the website, websiteshillpursuit.com. Email is hillpursuit at gmail.com. And, you know, on that website, we also have a daily blog, post some stuff about our own training, any other fitness related topics. Just kind of a cool little uh, outlet for us to chat about our own, what we're doing on our own with, uh, with training and life. So, like I said, if you've been following along, thanks. And if you, if you, want to like our stuff, that's great. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Hill Pursuit and um, we'll continue putting content out and we hope to continue growing um, what we've, what we've started so far for a little bit over a year. So um, yeah, we have some cool, uh, some cool steps that we're taking. Um, If you haven't noticed, we recently updated our uh, logo as well. Right, Mitch?
0: Yeah, I was actually going to, mention that i think wasn't that part of our issue that we couldn't get on apple podcast yeah we couldn't get the so yeah that's a like a little shout out i don't think he listens to the podcast but um i had someone that i had known from where i grew up that does a lot of uh a lot of logo work and design work so we hit him up and he was able to uh, hook us up with a bunch of different options and what we have here is what we was like the final off the final work that he got done. So I said, I don't think he listens. And I don't know the company that he works for. If I knew it right off the top of my head, I'd give him a, give him a shout, but um, we appreciate it. He definitely does some good work. So I kind yeah, of, it's, that it's yeah, so you'll be seeing that more. So I think we'll start integrating that and in pretty much everything we do probably from here on out.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. And um, you know, it's a little bit of everything I love, you know, the mountain in the background, you know, of course, you know, pun intended, you know, hill pursuit, climbing hills, not just hills on a mountain, but any, any daily challenge, you know, that's thrown your, thrown your way. um, You know, and that's kind of what we talk about. Any, any and all daily challenges, whether it's training life or anything in between. So I think it's just a great, um, it's a great little logo that encompasses exactly what we've been chatting about and, and where we want this to be. So that was step one. Step two, we got the show on Apple podcasts, which is great. So we can reach some more people and hope to help some more people um, if we can. And then we have a couple other things in the works. We'll kind of just hang tight on that stuff, but um, we do plan to upgrade the audio of the show and hope that it becomes a little bit more clear and maybe even pursue some newer outlets for, distributing the show and again try to reach some more people expand the expand the reach of of hill pursuit and and see where it goes we'd love to we'd love to offer some more services and and i think that's that's what we're going to try to do and 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 just kind of see what happens with time so um again long intro but thanks for sticking with us thanks for following along and please continue to do so because we have some cool stuff some cool stuff coming up but anyways um what's going on with your training how's everything i've seen a couple cool videos and and posts from you so what's going on
0: yeah man i actually had to kind of work around some things uh it's been about a month i kind of like kind of talked about it the last podcast um i had pulled something in my glute i don't think i pulled anything i think i just nodded it up big time deadlifting, and it's my own fault um just a quick rundown i was supposed to go in for work at night and uh i had a deadlift session so i quick worked up to a moderate to heavy set without well my warm-up was just working up in deadlift weight not actual going through like a mobility session yeah. and um you know ended up tightening up my glute um i talked about the massage last time i got that done um it did help my back significantly um but I've been having my glute will not loosen up. I you know I'm having a little bit better today. Um, my SI joints and like my back have been super, super tender. Um, so I kind of been messing around. I've been, I have a look, you probably see me like moving around. I have like a little crossball that I've been kind of trying to work some knots out in my glutes. Um, and I, I kind of, it's funny. You had the conference this weekend. I'm sure you're going to talk about it. Um, but I've been reading the heck out of uh, I don't think you can see it at the background, the Forever Five Three One 3 one book. Um, nice. Because, so I just finished uh, my one cycle and I think, you know, I always thought, you know, I had a strong lower back, but I think I've been a little naive to think, I think I have a strong upper back and decently strong hamstrings. I don't think I ever just sit focused on my lower back. I think that's where some of my issues are coming on. So i am actually just wrote out like a 12 week workout where, um, or, uh, plan. And I have a little bit of, uh, on, on to do and a little bit of fixes, but essentially what it's going to be is some barbell work. And then every assistance, it's going to be a three day a week, um, program where it's going to be about a half hour of just body, uh, body weight, work in a vest. I'm going to be wearing like a 20 pound vest and just doing three different movements, um, as my predominant predominant um, accessory work. Then I'll do some like two or three isolation movements after that. And just the real focus is just getting, you know, trying to get my whole like upper body um, stronger. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm excited to see like the effect it does have on my back and I'm just gonna keep the mobility sessions going. I've been trying to be way more strict on those just to get that loosened out and my squats, I'm not gonna be pushing squatting or delting. I'll hit what I can. Um, and start super light again, and just try to work that out, because it's been, it's been a little bit of a pain, um, but trying to be smart, and just work around it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, uh, that's really good discipline, as well, you know, lots of people kind of just, you know, when you, when you're dealing with something that's annoying, you either, (laughs) most people, ignore it, and just kind of rip right through, and make it way worse, or, do nothing which does not help the healing process so I think you know you're spot on that's no surprise but yeah staying mobile moving around working on some mobility I love the body weight with with a vest body weight stuff with a vest Um, so that's good to hear and and that doesn't surprise me at all
0: yeah bro I wasn't I was I was probably the first when you mentioned at first um, I thought I could push it so I was like oh it's all right so like a couple times I did try pushing the yeah. in the and there's no pushing it like it literally buckled me like everything tightened up and there there was not, there was none. like you could put a weight on my back and if I went down with it I would have just bottomed out like everything yeah. would just lock up so my body really didn't give me a choice so I, so I, I had to I'm not going to do nothing so I had to default to, to figuring something out you know
1: yeah exactly um, yeah, it sounds like that's really smart and on the right track as well. So anyway, um, yeah, I guess a little bit of my stuff going on real quick and then we'll, uh, continue forward. But, um, so I'm wrapping up this, uh, low carb ketogenic diet in about a week and a half. Um, well, whether or not I'm fully wrapping it up, I'm not hundred percent sure yet because I am feeling pretty good, which is really strange but uh, (laughs) I am feeling pretty good. And, um, you know, I've been on a low carb, so less than 50 carbs a day for about three weeks. And I have a little bit more time because it's a 30 day study. But um, I kind of like how I'm feeling. You know, there were a couple days where I was pretty miserable. And now um, I'm feeling pretty good. And I have lots of energy for my longer sessions. Um, I have been in the weight room a little bit more and I don't feel like I've lost a single thing. Uh, it's really strange because that's completely counterproductive to my train of thought and how I've been fueling my workouts in the, especially in the weight room, I guess, honestly, with my endurance stuff too. So it's just very different. And, You know, I understand the science behind it. I understand that it does work for some people to, to be in, in um, ketosis and, and use primarily ketones for, for fuel. I understand that process, but um, you know, there's some conflicting evidence, but there's definitely some evidence that shows it's not super relevant for strength and power or anaerobic sports. And it's maybe Relevant for endurance sport. You know, that's just a maybe. Now, of course, there's some people who have been doing it for 20 plus years and they run two hour marathons or like really low two hour, you know what I mean? So there's always going to be, you know, the outlier that it works for a strong man or it works for an endurance athlete, you know? So you can't really look at those outliers and you just kind of have to do your own research. And, you know, in summary, I'm just really glad that I participated in this research study, I learned a lot about the diet itself. And I learned a lot about how my body, um, uses fuel. So it's been, it's been a unique process that I think will change how I fuel moving forward, at least for this season, because I am feeling pretty good right now. Now I'm not necessarily going to keep my carbs down at 50 or lower, because that is pretty challenging, but um, you know, under a hundred, I could, I could see myself doing for a little bit of time to, to see if my training um, does continue to continue on the track that it's on. Because I've been feeling pretty darn good. Um, yeah.
0: So, I had a couple like quick questions I just wrote down. They don't have to be like super. I'm the only to cut you off, but uh, I don't think I ever asked you this. So you had the high carb diet. Um, did you jump right into like the ketosis diet? Like, was there any, um, like any sort of transition or was it like, Hey, this is the end of the high carb diet Bam, next day starts the, the ketosis diet. Is there any like gradual? Yeah.
1: Yeah, good question. Um, so it was four weeks of high carb and then there was a two week wash. Okay. Where essentially over those two weeks, we were to adhere to our diet prior to the study. Okay. Um, so however we were eating prior to the study, we essentially dropped back to that after the first diet and then began the second diet after the two week wash. But during that time,
0: is it all, does it change? What's that? Like, the numbers stay the same, the whole diet, like from day one to like the last day you're on the ketosis diet, or is it literally the same breakdown?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, be, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I'm eating essentially the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and that works for me. And now, like when I go out, which has only been a few occasions, but I mean, over the course of a month, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to eat every single meal inside your home. Some people are lucky enough to do that and be super consistent, but I, you know, we travel a little bit, you know, whatever I have to eat out sometimes. And that's, that's when I've deviated. And, um, I didn't deviate from the diet. I just deviated from what I was consistently eating.
0: So, more is like the breakdown in the macronutrient, not so much the actual. Food. Yeah.
1: So, the breakdown, yeah, is exactly the same. Okay. I'm between 70 and 75% uh, fat intake, okay. and then I'm 50 grams or less of carb. And those are basically the only two rules.
0: Okay.
1: Um, with that being said, though, Protein is rarely over 20%. So it's still relatively low protein, but dude, there's some days that my protein's 200 grams. It just, it just based on how many calories I'm eating, you know? So if I'm eating a ton of calories because I train for two and a half or three hours, I'm going to eat more food, which means I'm going to eat more protein. As long mm-hmm. as my ratio of fat is 75, 70 to 75%, And my carbs are 50 or under, you know, I can eat, I can eat 20, 30 ounces of steak if I wanted to, (laughs) you know, so, um, it's actually, it's working out pretty well. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised, um, and I'm probably going to, I'm not going to likely stay in ketosis necessarily, but I'll flirt with that line once the study is over on somewhat of a low carb diet, I think for the rest of the season, or at least up through, I have, um, this was another point I was going to make. I have a race in six weeks. That's like, um, it's just a prep race. It's just like a Olympic distance try. And, uh, I'm, I'm planning to stay low carb through that race to see how I feel in competition. You know, when you're actually pushing like as hard as you can. So, um, I will stay low carb for five additional weeks after, these four weeks are over. So I'll be low carb for nine or 10 weeks before, um, a race. And I'm, I'm curious to see how I perform. If I feel completely terrible, I'm going to get right off of it because I have a relatively short turnaround for more of a a bigger race, a half Ironman. So, um, but like I said, I'm feeling really good right now. It's, it's strange. I never thought I would be feeling this good, but I am. And I, I feel strong in the weight room too. So right now, I don't really see any negatives aside from, you know, not eating maybe what I'm typically used to eating, but it's not, it's not the end of the world at all. You know, yeah. um, I eat differently throughout the day, but I still eat like the same kind of dinner, which is great yeah. steak, salmon, chicken. And then instead of rice or potato, I just have cauliflower rice and uh vegetable. So, I mean, the dinner is pretty consistently healthy and what I typically eat throughout the day. The snacks are a little bit different in terms of high fat versus, you know, grabbing a banana or an apple. You can't do that. It's just 30 grams of carb in one of them. And that's more than half my day right there. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's going well. Training's going well. Um, I had another, you know, I was going to talk about the clinic a little bit, but I wanted to make sure we touched on this because you were going to mention something about now. I know you're, you already mentioned five, three, one, but is there some other book you're reading that you wanted to talk about? Oh, something yeah, with man. Jordan Peterson.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, you kind of put me on the spot there. I don't have like any notes. Um,
1: no, that's fine. I, I just know we talked about it in passing and I, um, I also really like Jordan Peterson. I don't, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know a whole lot about him aside from some really like motivational and practical advice that he essentially like life advice that he gives, um, you know, I, with lack of a better term, like to the masses, you know, through different forms of media and different outlets. So I know that he, I know who he is and I know he's incredibly motivating and inspiring. I don't know much more than that. Um, so, you know, like not to put you on the spot, but when you do have the notes about it, that'd be really cool. I'm also reading a book too. And, you know, I'll come back to you in a second, but I've started reading this book called, um, it's called the salt fix. Um, and it's a book by a physician who believes that the industry miss like mislabeled what salt is not what it is, but like how bad it is and that it's not bad. It's, it's just like a, it's a really unique perspective. I literally just started it. So I don't really have much to comment on aside from the basic premise is that salt is not nearly as bad as um, you know, 99% of the world thinks it is and that, it's not it's not causal of specific chronic diseases or or um, or characteristics that could lead to chronic disease, and in fact, we all are likely salt deficient. And salt itself, as almost like a supplement, can be. It's not a, a performance enhancer, like it's not a an ergogenic aid, but it's some. It could somewhat be considered that because of how how much salt we need and how our body responds to taking in salt acutely um, in terms of performance. So it's really interesting. It caught my eye. I heard about it on another podcast. So um, a friend of mine actually had the book and read it. So I'm borrowing it from him and I, I really can't wait to dive into it. Like I said, just started it only a few pages in um, literally just started it like yesterday and, um, didn't have a whole lot of time to get into it, but I love what it, I love what it's a, it's about, and I can't wait to really dive in and I'll share some of that moving
0: forward too. Yeah. I mean, just as an athlete, I mean, we all know salt is like a huge part of, it needs to be a part of the diet, especially if you're going to be sweating, you know, um, I mean, that's just a,
1: we just talked a- about, that's funny. Yeah. I, I didn't plan this at all, but I just lectured on, um, uh, dehydration a little bit today and electrolyte balance. So, um, that's kind of why I got into the conversation in the first place is, um, you know, the importance of salt and other electrolytes and, um, you know, I was, I was into it because I was prepping some lectures and it kind of led me to a podcast that learned a little bit more and just heard about this book. And now I started reading it. So,
0: yeah, well, that's, definitely uh maybe we'll have to swap books um yeah but uh, yeah so i i came across jordan peterson by listening to the jocko podcast um i can't remember what episode he was on and um so essentially a breakdown is as far as far as i know he is a psychologist that came out of canada um and he also is a professor as well and um I think one of his quotes that like I think I sent it to you before. It's like a dangerous man is not is not a we I can't remember verbatim, but essentially a dangerous man or a good man is a dangerous man that has it under voluntary control is essentially like what his quote was. So I'm like, man, this guy. I see, and he, he went down like a long. Him and Jocko talked about like you know traits like a Navy SEAL might have, where hey, they could have went down a road of being a criminal, but they were under get they were able to get it under control and use it for the good. Um, so I started like, you know, they said he has a book, and he has a couple, but the one I'm reading right now, it's called 12 rules of life. Um, I'm about on rule number two and, um, and you know, we, it's, you know, it's not training related. Um, but it's a lot about, you know, you know, you, you introduced us like in the beginning of the podcast, we're not all about training. It's like different avenues of life. And, and he's very into Pretty much just taking self-responsibility—that your life is pretty much what you make it—and um, you know here here's like just one little blurb, and you know this is just one little quick synapse or one little quick blurb from the book. So you determine where you are going, so that you can bargain for yourself, so that you don't end up resentful, vengeful, and cruel. You have to articulate your own principles, so that you can defend yourself against others taking inappropriate advantage of you and so that you are secure and safe while you work and play. You must discipline yourself carefully. You must keep the promises you made to yourself and reward yourself so you can trust and motivate yourself. That's like two sentences out of this huge, thick book. Um, Essentially, in the beginning, it's a lot. I had to have a dictionary literally right next to me. Pretty much. (laughs) It's a little overwhelming, but it breaks through. Um, so just be patient with it and you know I it's one of them ones I I can't wait to read it again when I have time so um, well I'll take some notes as we chip along and I definitely would love to talk about it as I go through and keep working through the book
1: yeah he's like he's such an eloquent speaker I'm sure his writing is so difficult to read it's wild he's like very highly educated and um, he's got a, just a very good understanding of, so I'm not surprised to hear you say he's like a psychologist. He's got a, seems like he has a really good understanding of people and behavior and
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: the, the meaning of why people do things. And, um, yeah, he, he speaks so eloquent, eloquently that reading that book has got to be a big challenge, but, uh, quite the undertaking I'm sure. But, um. Yeah, that's cool. So we're both into we're both into some new books that, you know, not something we've discussed on here before, but we should start doing that for sure, because, um, you know, whether it's about training, whether it's about life, it's self-help, business related marketing, you know, whatever. um, We're both reading stuff. And yeah, we can start to share that for sure. I think that's pretty cool. And we should do that. But anyway, real quick, before we wrap up just the clinic this weekend was pretty sweet. So yeah, it was out in Philly area. Um, I'll be honest, man, we stepped into the facility and um, a colleague of mine and I were were carpooling and we were um, disappointed in the facility itself. And, you know, the weight room was good. It wasn't, it wasn't like what we expected. Mm-hmm. And we had like a classroom to fill a hundred plus people. And it was subpar, you know, we wanted the classroom to be nicer or bigger or, you know, whatever. Um, so I didn't feel super great the night before when we went to set things up and just kind of check it out. But as the day went on during the actual clinic, none of that seemed to matter to anybody. Um, like, all the speakers did a really, really nice job. Um, everybody was very attentive and listening to the speakers, asking great questions. Um, we had a couple great hands-on sessions where we moved out of, you know, out of the classroom into either the weight room or some open gym space to do some speed work and some some drills and, and warm ups, cool down, agility, change of direction, acceleration, deceleration, whatever. And it actually ended up being a really, really great day. And the speakers' content was, you know, all over the map. And it was just a great, um, a great mesh of, uh, you know, uh, a- academia and practitioner. You know, it it just was, it was awesome. Just went really, really well. So long story short, it was a very good, uh, clinic, lots of, um, experienced speakers and lots of, um, very, very, um, professional attendees. Like it was, we had strength coaches, personal trainers, teachers, Ed- other educators, um, clinicians, it, it was just like a, a very good day. And I, I didn't think it was going to be when we got there the night before. So it was nice to see how it all kind of came together. And I think we did a really good job of putting it on. And i I was happy at the end of that day for sure. So strength and conditioning clinic in Philadelphia was a success. That's
0: for sure. Yeah, man, I would. I'd love to have been there. I felt bad, um, but I had to. Some stuff came up that I had to. Yeah. had to do. But um, I'm dying to hear about. It. I think next podcast we should go into. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Hear, I, I'm I actually am dying to hear about the guy that talked about five three one.
1: Yeah, I I was wrong about that. I, there. Was, so long story. Long story short, we had a guy in the clinic who was talking about five three one, but um, we had to. <laughs> we had to compress the size of our clinic. Okay. He, he was one of the speakers that we actually had to nix from the lineup. Okay. Um, but we did have him in and it, it hurt my heart so bad when we had to do that because it didn't get approved. So we had to make a hard decision and it wasn't only him. We had to let a couple of speakers go and it really wasn't based on their, like their, uh, the quality of their content. It was just based on the topic of their content and how um, professionals in the, in the state based on some survey data, like what content they wanted. So as much as I would have loved to have kept him, it probably just wouldn't have aligned with what we were allowed to do and, the number of people that we could have had there. So yeah, I know. I actually forgot about that. So that I know I alluded to that last time, but yeah, we didn't have anybody talk on five, three, one. We were close to, but it didn't end up coming to fruition. Unfortunately.
0: All right. But, well, things have to happen sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: Anyways. uh That's pretty much it for now. You got anything else?
0: No, that's it, man. We'll wrap this one up.
1: Yeah. We're, um, we're really excited about the stuff that's happening. You know um, the logo was kind of like a great Kickstarter for us. And shortly after that, we got right onto Apple podcasts and, you know, we have some other plans to upgrade our, you know, upgrade our, um, our audio and potentially upgrade the entire podcast, the show itself, and, you know, pursue some new, um, platforms and and see what we can do to offer more services. So continue following along. If you followed us this long, continue following along because some other cool stuff's about to, about to happen and and we'd love for you to to join us. So um, keep listening. We're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google podcasts, and anywhere else you can stream your podcasts. Uh, The websites hillpursuit.com you can access daily blog about fitness, training, life, Um, Reach out to us, hillpursuit at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Hill Pursuit. Like, subscribe, share, comment, ask questions. We would love all those things. So thanks for listening. This was episode 55 and we'll see you next time.